How does it feel for you to know that you are lesser of a human being than me? (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to you editing this (laughs) and spending your quality time editing this out. No. Do you have a real question? Welcome to the Hot Seat Episodes on the School of Higher Consciousness podcast. In these episodes, we will be diving into a more intimate discussion topic where I ask that you put yourself in the hot seat at home. If you have time, journal and jot down how this topic hits you in your gut, not from your analytical overthinking brain. This is a place where we will hold space for our own truth and where we will develop a closer relationship with our authentic selves. All right, let's get started. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has shown me your support. I've received emails, texts, calls, and just an outpouring of love and support from people who've listened to the first couple episodes of the podcast and you're saying, just keep going, Gina, you're doing great. And I do have to say, this is kind of hard for me. I don't have a problem talking most of the time, but it is peeling open parts of me and I'm feeling more exposed and a little naked here. But I know that that's good. That's what I'm wanting from everyone too, because it is where we're allowing ourselves to fully be seen and walking in that place of vulnerability where that expansion in real life lies. And I think that's the perfect segue into introducing our first ever hot seat episode here on the podcast. So the hot seat episodes are all about connecting into that deeper, that flame inside, or maybe it's a softer knowing, maybe it's a deeper knowing. We all have our own feeling and relationship with what that actually feels like within our bodies. And these hot seat episodes are designed to elicit a deeper connection with that part of you. So today's episode, our question is going to be all about intimate relationships, and we'll be reflecting on an intimate relationship that you have with someone in your own life. But before we dive into the specifics of what I want you to reflect on, I will break down what the hot seat episodes are a little bit more. I know I talked about it in episode one a little bit, but I want to go a little bit deeper so that you have the most out of this type of interactive experience here on the hot seat episodes. Okay, so I will present a more intimate discussion topic. I will bring this up and say, hey, reflect on this. And your job is to put yourself in the hot seat at home and allow your authentic truth to show itself to you. This is where I need to do a little coaching here. I really want you to connect into the body. I don't want you to use your mind to censor, to filter your truth because your truth is actually going to show up for you in your body. It'll feel a little bit different for everyone, but the mind often likes to say, oh, this is what the right answer is or the shoulds or this is politically correct. And I don't care about any of that, actually. I just want you to hold space for whatever comes up for you as your truth and what shows itself to you. So after I present the question, maybe you want to pause the podcast and just quiet your mind, close your eyes, and just see what comes up for you as your truth. Maybe you grab your journal and you just start writing and you allow that stream of consciousness to take you over if you have the time. I mean, if you don't, you can listen all the way through and then just keep this in the back of your mind and maybe talk with a friend over coffee or at dinner and you say, hey, this came up today on a podcast. What do you think about this? And I see it kind of like a book club, but without the time investment of needing to read the book. And it just cultivates 
greater connection and greater discussion with the people in our own lives. And then on air, what you will hear is me break down my truth and because I'll do the same thing. I'll sit with my truth and share it with you on, on air to model and to kind of bring to light what that transparent communication really looks like. I'll do my best to be as honest as I can. I will say that there's probably some topics where I, I can't go super deep into it because I'd be like airing some dirty laundry or throwing people under the bus and I don't want to do that. I But I do want to model as transparent of communication as I possibly can to cultivate that communication and that connection that I sometimes feel we lack in the world. And I, I think we can be in physical spaces with a lot of people, but we might not always feel very connected to them. And the question is why? And this might be one of the ways we can actually connect into each other and cultivate true intimacy within our relationships. So it's not only connecting into ourself, but potentially giving you the opportunity to connect deeper into your friends and family around you. So I do have two rules, and I don't like the word rules, but I'll, I'll say them two rules when interacting with the hot seats. And the first one is, that you connect into your body, I know I've already said this, and not allow that analytical overthinking brain to come in and tell you what should be your answer. There's no right answer. The only thing that's right is what shows up for you as your authentic truth in that moment, which, by the way, give yourself permission to allow that truth to evolve or change because the more you learn, heal, and you grow, your truth can grow too. And then the second rule would be to hold space, hold divine space for whatever comes up for you or for others. I challenge you to not judge yourself or anyone else for whatever comes up for it might be uncomfortable, that, but that doesn't mean bad. You may not agree with other people's truth. With my truth, you probably won't or other guests that I have it on the podcast But remember that not agreeing with someone is very different than judging them. So when we hold space for another person's truth without judgment, we're expanding our capacity to accept the comfortable and the uncomfortable parts in our own life and in life overall. So it's a gift we can give to ourselves and others in return. I went into the divine feminine a little bit in the first episode, but this exercise is a perfect opportunity to flex that divine feminine muscle within you where you just simply are holding space without judgment and allowing everything to be beauty as it shows up because it is our own sacred truth. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. I have my husband joining with me. We've pre-recorded a little episode here, and you'll hear our truth in regards to this topic, but here's what I would love for you to reflect on. So I want you to envision an intimate relationship that you have with someone. Maybe it's a partner, a coworker, your best friend, a family member, someone who you have an intimate relationship with. And I want you to take a moment and just reflect on that relationship. Think of the good feeling times and the not so good feeling times. And then I want you to think about how you show up in that relationship. Try not to think of how that other person shows up. Really take responsibility for how you show up in that moment 
or in that relationship? And when do you come from a place of higher consciousness? How frequently are you bringing compassion, support, joy? Are you holding space for whatever comes up without taking things personally? Do you make connection a priority and how do you do that? How do you display empathy in the relationship? Are you flexible in your thinking? And imaginative thinking also falls into that category, which often looks like you have these storylines that are just between the two of you and your own, you're on your own wavelength and there's just a lot of laughter. Those are like my favorite friendships. It's the yes and people. When do you come from a place of support where you're connecting into their world and supporting them from their viewpoint and truly wanting the best for them? And then I want you to reflect a little bit deeper and I want you to think about when you come from a place of lower consciousness. When do you get defensive? How frequently are you competitive, jealous, envious? Do you gossip with them or about them? Do you one-up them? Are you more self-focused and focused on getting your needs met in the relationship without really thinking about the other person's? Do you ever try to be better than that person? And where does judgment fall into this relationship? Again, allow whatever comes up to come up. And maybe you recognize that there's a part of you that wants to bring more consciousness, more joy, more love into the relationship. And maybe you're thinking, man, this is, this is kind of a one-sided relationship. I'm not getting much and I've communicated myself. Just let your stream of consciousness flow and allow your truth to show itself to you. If you'd like to pause the podcast, right now would be a great time. Otherwise, my husband and I will be on to share our reflections with you on air. Okay, so we have Danny Wolchanski with us. Say hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. All right, I just want to paint this picture for everybody. We are in our living room, <laughs> crouched over one microphone while our baby is napping. <laughs> so we'll kind of see how this goes. But this is our lovely like studio here. Okay, so Danny, you listened to the question that everyone was reflecting on. Mm-hmm. And what came up for you when you were starting to think about like how you show up in our relationship coming from a place of higher consciousness and lower consciousness? And then I'll go after you and then we can kind of do feedback. Sure. Well, I think it's really important to actually talk about the evolution of our relationship and like sure. coming from higher consciousness and lower consciousness for me. Because I think over time, mm-hmm. um, a lot of what you say and uh, how you believe in your like who you are in essence, has helped me to come from a higher place of consciousness and like take a step back and be more empathetic or just say, hey, this isn't the right way or the only way. There's multiple ways of doing life. And like if you take a step back a little bit, you can kind of see a bigger picture and that it it doesn't have to be life according to Danny, how Danny wants it, or life according to how Gina wants it. We've got to equally hear one another out so that's just kind of talking about the evolution where if i tap into where i've had um you know more higher consciousness uh, a lot of it has been around um raising our kids and like Mm -hmm. their development and and really taking a step back because i don't haven't read any books on raising kids it's kind of for me it's been trial by by fire trial by error and all of that and 
it's a lot more thought into raising kids and in school systems and how you um, emotionally connect to kids mm-hmm. um, and coming from a higher consciousness there. Um, that's a little sidetrack because we were sure. talking about us and our yeah, intimacy. Okay. I realized that I, yeah, I'm, no. I'm going off on a, on a tangent there. But I know that so much of our energy and love goes into those kids and it also brings us a lot of love and brings us closer together. And sometimes also, you know, we butt heads on, but back to us, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it has been when we both listen to each other and I realize like you, and I say this to you all the time that, you know, you're the person that I want to put my back up against and then fight our way out of anything. And I just know that and feel that. And when we talk and we share and I hear that like you want the truly want the best for me and you're always fighting for me. And I think that is also reciprocated where I feel like I want to support you in every way. That's like, that is just comes from a total love. And like, I want the very best for you. Mm-hmm. And like, how do we make that happen? And I think we both do that for one another. Yeah. I know this is your time to speak, but basically in essence, what I'm hearing you say is like, you feel you bring a lot of support into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Like naturally who you are, I think you're a very supportive person. Like that's just like been built into you, trained into you, parented into you. However, mm-hmm. I would say that. I think that's huge. And I don't think I've ever felt as supported by another partner ever. Um, and that's something that I've had to learn to lean on because I've been more fiercely independent just due to my history of like my experiences, et cetera. But basically what I was just trying to do is summarize. You feel like you come into our relationship often from a place of support. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say you're very flexible in, I don't know, like little day-to-day things. Like if I do do things differently than you, you're not rigid in your ways. How else would you say um, I think when, for me, um, because I get, I can go spin my wheels and really kind of get in my own head. And then all of a sudden, you know, and this is, you know, more driven by you able to kind of be like, Hey, Danny, take a step, like, Hey, take a step outside of what's spinning in your head. Like be here, be present, be here in this moment. And again, that's, you know, for me, that's kind of like, okay, that's higher consciousness. That's higher consciousness is being present Mm -hmm. now. It's not looking back at the past. Mm -hmm. It's not thinking about the future. It's like living in the very moment you're in and um, not letting the wheel spin. And I think, um, I guess I'm more talking about like what you bring to me, (laughs) what you bring to me versus like what What I bring bring to the table. that's like um, kind of what ignites it mm-hmm. like that yeah there's sometimes just like your the catalyst of some of your behaviors allow me to bring more empathy or compassion or whatever mm-hmm. to the table i think that's what you're saying um and it helps me you know res- yeah. you know uh kind of i guess compound that into sure. something bigger um where it's like all of a sudden it's not you don't have one on the way you know to one instrument on one wavelength but when those when there's another instrument and you're on the same wavelength that you're playing the same tune, it gets louder and now you're it sounds harmonic. Right, right, right. It's like a dance. Like mm-hmm. you move, then I move. You move, yeah. Okay, so try to take that out of the picture. 
my catalytic behaviors for mm-hmm. you. What do you think? How else do you feel like you show up? D- remove the catalytic behaviors yeah. and say like, how do you pres- you know, so, your essence come to the table? Sure. So I, I think this is a learned trait or something I've learned over time too is don't try and be a problem solver all the time. Like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. listen, yeah. listen, and be like, I'm here for you. I am not gonna try and solve your world's problems i'm not gonna be a fireman and try and put out the fire i'm just gonna listen mm-hmm. and just sit here with you and just take a deep breath with you and 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 just listen to whatever is going on with your day or your how you're feeling mm-hmm. or your feelings in general um good bad or indifferent and again that's been yeah. like a learned trait for higher consciousness and to just i'm here mm-hmm. i'm not gonna share anything an opinion and try and sway you one way or another yeah. or dissuade you um or solve a problem or mm-hmm. you know f- throw you know gasoline on the fire but more of just like mm-hmm, that is yeah. that's tough or yeah that's yeah that's that's interesting that is i had never thought of it that way yeah no, I would I would 100% agree with that. I would say like <laughs> my experience of you and what you do bring to the table is those two massive um qualities of listening. And I mean sometimes I have to remind you. <laughs> but usually like you're really really and you you really are really good at it. Listening and the support, which feels really really good. Um it just you know, it's really interesting when you reflect on what do I bring to the table? Just clean, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I when I show up mm-hmm. to a relationship? Do I bring empathy, compassion, or whatever, support and listening? Do I bring that? I guess that's all. That's mm-hmm. what I have to say on that. Like, mm-hmm. no, let's put you in the hot seat for a second. <laughs> Where do you come in with mm-hmm. higher consciousness in our relationship? Yeah. What do you think you bring or the times that you see where we have or you have moments of higher consciousness or right. long periods of higher consciousness. Okay. So like when I walk in and just put myself in clean without the catalytic behaviors of you, like you didn't make me this lovely dinner and then it allows me to be more loving, right? Like it's like, what do I just simply bring to the relationship? I would say that my makeup or I've trained or been parented, whatever, is... I genuinely feel that I try to wrap myself around your position. Like I I would say empathy is a big one where I try to put myself in your shoes and if I'm ever, you know, listening to you about work or life, I try to not necessarily bring my agenda. I truly try to put myself in your shoes. Yeah, it. I feel like I try to like resonate where you are at, so mm-hmm. I can help support you in that place. Um, another one is, I would say, compassion. I feel like whenever you're going through something, it's like it that has to have its moment. Um, I definitely feel like I want to motivate people or inspire them to see like the silver linings to situations. But I think 
that is, isn't necessary or helpful until you can truly just sit with the person and shine that like compassion into their world. It just says like, love you no matter what mess you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's like in short, I don't really, I think that's like who I am naked when I come into the relationship. But then the more support you give me, the more support I want to give you like that. It's, it's infectious. So the more people do bring into a relationship, the more you can build on it. And it's kind of fun that I think your strengths are maybe in that way, aren't necessarily my like primary strengths, but they, they bring them out in me. Mm -hmm. And I would like to feel I would like to think that that's just kind of how it works is like the more love there is, the more love people want to give and it just builds, it snowballs, right? For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, you bring a lot to the table. You know, when you talk about, you know, being empathetic and compassionate, the thing that you do so well is you don't try and interrupt the situation again. Like you, you listen, do a great job of listening, but you also extract a lot of information by asking questions Mm. trying to help me determine where i am if i'm a little lost or i'm struggling with something you you do that with all of your friends too and all of your family and everybody who you're connected with is you ask a lot of questions to see where they are and try and help guide without having like i'm gonna guide you this way Mm. it's just more like hey i've got this bright light and a compass to help you orient yourself so as we go along this crazy road of life like I'm here with you mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what you want. It never felt right when people would just jump into thinking they knew my situation and mm-hmm. tried to say, this is what you need to do. It's like, no, 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 that's what you needed to do for you. But that's not necessarily what I needed to do for me. Mm-hmm. So it is important for me. And it, and it might be challenging to do that with my kids. Because you do think you know best in some of those ways and you see like the road bumps that they're going to hit sometimes when they go down a path, but sometimes you just have to let them do it. So that will be an interesting journey, especially as they get older. But yeah, let's shift. Maybe we should have done lower consciousness first (laughs) because they feel so good after having talked about higher consciousness, but um, we'll bring it back after that. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first for the lower consciousness? I feel like I'd be putting you on the spot to go first again, but if you... So then let's put you in lower consciousness hot seat first. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me okay. about times you've shown up with lower consciousness or yeah. how it felt. Defensiveness. I guess that's what comes to my mind, right? When Okay, so if Danny, if you and I don't agree on something, it's difficult for me to sometimes take that full responsibility of whatever the situation is. So I find myself like, you know, trying to turn it a little bit, but I've been trying to catch myself lately and you have been, you know, jokingly bringing that up like so that I can recognize (laughs) it better because it is hard, right? Like when somebody calls you out on something, it's like, you know, in your soul, that's not true. That's not who you are. But like, yeah, that might, you might've done that, that behavior you might've done. So it's just... I think sometimes for me, yeah, I don't always want to own certain behaviors right away because I know deep, deep in my soul that's not who I am. 
see, now here I am, I'm defending myself. Mm-hmm. Like I still can't even Are own it. Are you in lower consciousness yes, right now? Yes, I am. Okay. okay, well, let's pump you up a little bit. <laughs> let's pump you up. You're yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. No. We are, you know, you can't stay in this. Well, I guess some people can stay in monks and all that. Stay in a state right. of higher consciousness. Right. But all the time. We're all human. No, okay. So I'll say defensiveness. I'm going to con- constantly have to work on that. And I would, I will say um, another thing is, that's like the biggest one that will come to my mind is like mm. the defensiveness thing right away. I'm going to have to think about the other ones. Cause I don't feel like I'm ever trying to one up mm. you or like, be com- I'm, I don't feel like I'm competitive with you. Mm. I Except mean, when we play games. We yeah. Play I games, mean, it that's is like very a fun. competitive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is competitive, but that's really fun. And in like a different way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going to like, totally try to win but um i don't know what else comes to your mind in regards to me we'll see this is where i don't want to dig my own grave (laughs) (laughs) no but i think i think you identified some things that you recognize and i think Mm -hmm. that's the you know that's the important thing is if you can name it you can tame it Mm -hmm. and even if you don't tame it it's just you know you know what it is so our baby just cried. So we're going to have to get back at this in just a minute. We will be back right with back. the baby. Sing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Can you sing? Oh. <laughs> Very good. All right. Welcome back. We took about an eight-hour intermission since our baby is kind of impossible to do this with. So we are back, and I believe it's your turn, Danny, to continue. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, where are we at? So I believe the question we were talking about was um, lower consciousness, and when do I feel like I'm in a state of lower consciousness? Um, what I would say, and it's a pretty vulnerable moment for me, is mm-hmm. kind of is fear. Um, anytime I feel... Like I may upset the apple cart with you or I might do something that might um, create an emotion or conflict or um, I get very concerned and think that you may not love me for that or you might be really upset with me. And it might be a codependent um, trait of mine, which it is. I think we've established that. We've just done some self-therapy. Here. Right. We've done some <laughs> self-therapy and identifying things. Um, but it's right. it's that, you know, it's that vulnerable piece where, you know, thinking that I'm unlovable or I do something that makes you upset with me is scary. And mm-hmm. the fallout of that is, um, you know, part of how I act in a out of lower consciousness. Interesting. Do you feel like... Well, I'm just going to run through some of the other ones. Do you ever feel like in competition with me? No, rarely. Only when we're playing card games <laughs> <laughs> or games with the kids and we're on yeah. different different sides. Then I'm very competitive. How does it feel for you to know that you are lesser of a human being than me? <laughs> well... I'm looking forward to you editing this <laughs> and spending your quality time editing no, okay. this out. No. Okay. Do you have a real question? <laughs> <laughs> so when I think about 
like what keeps us in a place of protection and survival and really fear, right? That anxiety and fear that can take over. Like based on what you just said, you avoid conflict really to prevent, to hope, to control the situation so that I don't feel like I, so that I will stop, not stop loving you. Mm-hmm. And even though I can tell you that I love you and no matter what, like we've got this, like that's still just like this underwriting belief underneath that like you may not be lovable on some deep level. Is that what you are kind yeah, of saying? Yeah, or that and it's just, you know, I think we'd all prefer to have a, if you're on a cruise ship, you prefer to have a smooth sailing call it no waves and all of that. So if I create waves, mm-hmm. our cruise ship will be rocking. And how long will rock for? Is that storm a short 20-minute Florida rain? Or is it like mm-hmm. you're in the eye of a hurricane and it lasts for days? Mm-hmm. So there's you know, some part of preservation in there. Mm-hmm. Um, some part of like, is this like really meaningful to me? Do I really actually care about this? Mm-hmm. Or is this something like, I'm going to take a stand and no, that's it. Um, So that, yeah. What determines when you decide to maybe take a stand and say no or whatever? If I piss you off big (laughs) enough. (laughs) Well, it's rare, but I think it's deciding what I want Mm. and knowing what I want. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing in you know, where that line in the sand is or where, you know, is it worth it or is it not worth it? You know, how, how much does it matter to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and it does it really matter for you sure. too. Interesting. I mean, there's so many different variables that play into that decision sometimes, and sometimes it's so menial that it's not even worth it. Right. If you could, would you engage in conflict more? I am engaging in conflict more. Mm. In saying than you used to, then I well yeah for sure than I used to. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, been a learn learning and growing and developing, and also recognizing like breathe, Danny. Conflict is good because it results in either creating boundaries or a better understanding of what you want, what I want. Right. So it's just it, it what it does is it allows for more information and context instead of just quiet. You know. Yeah. Like, if you're reading a book, you can't, you have to read the whole book to get the whole context of it yeah. and the understanding versus crib notes or whatever, mm-hmm. or watching a YouTube that's a 20 minute uh, yeah. synopsis of it. It's great that you're like, I get the 20 minutes of it. But if you read the full book, like, you're like, oh, I was immersed. I was a mesh. I fully get it and understand it. Okay. So when you think about your aversion to conflict and, Having all of this awareness around it and knowing that engaging in conflict can still be helpful in some ways, in a perfect world or as you continue your world with me, would you choose to engage in more conflict? Do you want to do that? Like, what do you actually feel? Is that beneficial to you or not? Well, I think I want to change the term of conflict to more like airing of the laundry or hey let's figure out what you want what do i want and is there a meeting in the middle or is there mm-hmm. no meeting in the middle but it's all it's more of like 
hey, let me get to know what's going on inside your head and mm-hmm. what you want and what I want. And let me share it and let's figure out how to do both, mm-hmm. do all of that. If possible. Totally. Like actually conflict resolution. So whereas right. like I was raised in a household where there was a ton of conflict, but there wasn't ever like creative problem solving. It's just I got really used to having conflict around me and it wasn't always like this super negative thing. I mean, sometimes it was really annoying, but like I just was I was used to having conflict around me. But with what you're saying is you know, let's let's come together. Let's bring solutions to the table, right? Mm-hmm. And like really solve the problem rather than just like complain to each other and then hurt each other's feelings. Like that's mm-hmm. would be your fear, right? And I actually grew up very opposite, very mm-hmm. n- not no conflict mm-hmm. or very little conflict. Um, but having not been used to any of it, like being so um, averse to you know, dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So my way of dealing with it is ignoring it or yeah. going to sleep or not even knowing what to say or how to say, or like mm-hmm. that, I would be like, Oh my God, this is going to explode. If I say one thing, like what's going to happen and the fallout's going to, then it would just spiral in my head. Um, but I don't, I recognize in having you as my partner, I don't have that. Or at mm-hmm. least you give me the, the ground and the space and hold me for whatever comes out of my mouth mm-hmm. and says, okay, I can deal with it. I may not like it, yeah, but I can deal with it. And then I can say, okay, well, you understand me. I feel heard. And I can either move on or say, well, mm-hmm. I, I really want this or this isn't, this isn't finished. Right. And that like mitigates actual conflict then. Like mm-hmm. when you engage in it, it mm-hmm. prevents long-term conflict because mm-hmm. you deal with it. Right. You know, it's not like lingering and then you're just like, we're working on some fictitious like fairyland relationship that's not real, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and and it helps to just, we talked about this earlier, just ask questions. The more questions you ask, Mm -hmm. the more you're going to get the story. You're more going to figure out what you want or what that other person Mm -hmm. wants. And it doesn't, and as more of it unfolds, you recognize there's underlying things that isn't necessarily the issue at hand that you're discussing. It might be something way underneath that. And you're like, whoa, right. did we just uncover that? And that those are the mind-blowing moments that we've had yeah, together. for sure. That, you know, as we dive deeper, we're like, this is not, what we're talking about is very either surface or like, we're not even, yeah. uh, just the tree, you know, the top of the plant that's coming out. There's the root system that's way deeper underneath that's mm-hmm. been there for years growing and 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 getting bigger but mm-hmm. you know that's what's helped i guess me over the past few years bringing it back to higher consciousness and lower consciousness just like if we had to be black and white here which obviously it's a spectrum as we raise our children what do you think will help our children most like kind of tip and lean more into this like expression from a place of higher consciousness. That is such a loaded question <laughs> that is not answered shorter, short, you know, yeah. in short form or in, even in yeah. long form. That's a whole, you know, three hour discussion. Sure. Um, but here's what I will ask or say, I'll say to that and I'll ask you back is, mm-hmm. I guess, what's the one piece of advice as a parent or as a human or, you know, being 30 some odd years on this earth with your experience, what advice would you give to 
your kid or somebody you saw off the street or anybody in general? Just in general? In general. What would Just like be... one piece of advice? Yeah. Mm. No, that's a loaded question. <laughs> but it's got to be short. <laughs> sure. I know. I, uh, it would take me a long time to think about it. But mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is... Hmm. I guess it's super like the thing that truly did come to my mind is you do you like Mm -hmm. super cliche, but like you do you, it's easy to get caught up in not doing you. And so as soon as I like realign myself to me, everything seems to like get back into place and my life feels a lot better. If I let the way society or friends or people like influence me beyond, like instead of just encourage me on my path, it's like they're influencing me onto into other worlds. Doesn't work out as well. That's a really good one. Mine was going to be that very similar, but mm-hmm. not as succinct as you do you, because <laughs> <laughs> it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, it's like I was thinking there are three things. One is um, figure out what you want mm-hmm. in life and go for it two is don't worry what other people think about you you do you like Mm -hmm. don't worry about it you stay on your path your trajectory Mm -hmm. you're golden and three is be kind be kind Mm -hmm. because if you you know paying it forward all those things all the sayings like one smile a day can change somebody's life simple as that kindness Mm -hmm. can really shed um sun or light on somebody who's having a terrible day and right. you don't just don't know how easily affected or impacted people are right well i think this is a perfect stopping point for today i really want to thank you for being on here i know you were vulnerable and i just really appreciate that especially because you know like this is important to me and this isn't necessarily necessarily something you would do like on your own <laughs> So I really no, appreciate it. Right. But I thank you for having me mm-hmm. and I love supporting you in any way I can. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing you light up. So anytime I can do that, I am on board. You guys, I don't know how I won the partner lottery, but I did. And I am so grateful for Danny. He is such a balance to my life. I'm sure you got that from this podcast, but We'll probably see more of Vanny throughout the time here. Um, He's just so intentional and such an amazing role model for the kids. I'm just so, so grateful to have him in my life. Okay, well, this is it for today. I really hope you enjoyed the first Hot Seat episode. They're all going to have their own different flavor, so I'm excited for that too. Okay, take care, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope the School of Higher Consciousness helps fan that flame inside, bringing you closer in alignment to self. If you enjoyed this podcast or got you thinking a little differently, I would love if you reviewed the podcast or shared it with a friend. Any support helps right now as I journey into this newfound platform of podcasting and obviously giving it a five stars. I wish you ease and joy as you move through your day. Thank you.